0: Welcome to Men Are Nuts, a podcast about mental health, psychological health, physical health, awareness in men and society. First, it started with MAN, M-A-N, the acronym for Men Are Nuts. And we have a very special guest on the show for you today. Can you introduce yourself? Hello.
1: Good day, day everyone. It's uh, Rodney from the Help Now group, uh, based out of Canberra, which is the capital of Australia. And uh, a very good evening to listeners out there.
0: I'm glad you said it's the capital of Australia because when you quite, quite often when you ask people, they often say, um, Sydney. So, um, Canberra is the, uh, Canberra is the, the capital?
1: Canberra is the capital. They had uh, some fierce negotiations some time ago, and Sydney and Melbourne couldn't make up their minds, so they stuck something in the middle. <laughs>
0: How long? How what's 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 it like at the moment there? I know is it night time there at the moment? Evening.
1: Yeah, we're approaching uh, 10 p.m. Sunday, the uh, 5th of April. Yep. And um, ready to start a a big week like everybody else.
0: Right. Okay. So, um, what's what's it like at the moment there? Times of temp not right now, but temperature wise in the daytime and and the weather. What we had sunny pictures. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got beach pictures. Uh, Look, Canberra's uh, the bush capital. Uh, So for people out there that are listening, it's uh, probably about 400,000 people. Uh, We're going into autumn. We're in autumn. Um, And, yeah, people are just, uh, you know, managing managing the best they can, uh, just far enough away from Sydney to stay away from uh, the urbanness, but Canberra is the only planned city in Australia. So it's, uh, people can get, get around pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty chill.
0: So have you, have you, have you always lived there? Is that where you're, is that where you're from or?
1: Well, uh, for those with, uh, listening to accents very well, um, I'm, uh, just a filthy migrant from the U S <laughs> um, I've been, I've been in Australia, um, since 2008 I'm a four year old Australian I'm a toddler so I'm still learning my learning the ropes as far as my citizenship goes so um, yeah so yeah been in been in Australia did some study came over did some study and um, couldn't give it up couldn't give uh, this beautiful country and and uh, social services up
0: All Right, okay so what's, what's your, what's, what's your, your, what's your background or, you know, from how you made that jump from, what made you made that jump from, you say you studied, but was it, was it, what was the attraction, was it a big attraction to Australia?
1: No, I had no clue. I had, I didn't even do any research. Really? I, um, I lived, I lived uh, in a very similar sized city in Omaha, Nebraska. And, um, uh, I had to make a bit of cash. Um, I was studying and I had to make some money So, for the tax man. So I I did a a work study where you can work for the university and you get your student loans uh, kind of whittled away, which are still needing to be whittled. Um, And uh, it was in an international study office. And I was seeing all these international students. And I'm like, you know, nobody in my family ever, ever, ever had been overseas except maybe when they migrated generations ago. But um, yeah, they said uh, you can do your, you can do your master's degree in in Australia. And uh, it was one, it was a, it wasn't similar to the state I lived in, so it didn't have all the big requirements. So I thought, oh so Master of Special Work so I thought well, why not give it a crack and um, and people thought I was nuts and I was coming here alone I didn't do any, you know did barely any research I knew I had a place to stay and I knew uh, I uh, packed my bike sold all my belongings and um, and I left so I thought why not and everybody told me that it wasn't going to happen.
0: <laughs>
1: I didn't, for 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 a variety of reasons. But um, that just uh, motivated me. Maybe a, maybe for listeners out there, I might have some attachment issues from uh, from life. But um, no, just just come over and had had a had a suitcase and a bike in a box. Got out of the airport and yeah and was and, it
0: uh, was it a bit of a, was it an eye opener for you was it completely different from what you've you know from where you were you know where you were um, where you were brought up or where you are coming from was it completely different or
1: yeah look I think um I, I think uh, the way I mean I'm a social worker so look I, I do you know through lived experience and stuff I guess I I naturally watch people And, um, probably the biggest difference was how people, I think, make relationships here. And I think, I mean, it was a global city, right? So in Sydney and, you know, people, people had their interests and, you know, it was a hard nut to crack to get some really solid people around you to try and build up that support network that everybody needs, every human, human being needs that, those, um, you know, I still say it to this day. I just miss really good hugs, like really hugs from people that you've known all your life, and yeah. and uh, you know, it's a genuine squeeze. So that was that was probably the biggest biggest thing. Obviously, the beach and everything else um, was amazing <laughs> compared to my landlocked home.
0: Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. But Aussies are Aussies. They, yeah.
0: they make me laugh they still make me laugh I've been here 12 years and I still find stuff that's funny <laughs> so unique yeah yeah I, I, it's interesting that you said that thing about hugs because I had I've done a I did I did a, episode, a you know a, sh- a show yesterday or an episode I was talking to someone and um, speaking about um you know humans yeah, particularly not say particularly but men we need, we're need needing hugs um and, you know when you talking about he was talking about masculinity and things like that and we was just you know looking at things of we as we, we do these times obviously we you know people see us as these kind of big strong whatever um man's man but quite often we may need a hook um whether it's a the mum or partner or whatever or just whoever we, we sometimes we need a hook so let's 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 talk about what you do in, in your background in terms of you know, social services.
1: Yeah, so uh, we do a couple of things. Um, social worker. I've got attach. I've got attachment issues and I've got attention issues. So social work's the perfect degree for men out there that don't want to do just one thing um, and they but they want to help. Um, look, I stumbled into it. It's a it's an industry that. Uh, you can have your feet in the ground, doing the you know, doing the the front line work, which a lot of workers out there. Shout out to you know, it's obviously a female dominated industry, but um, yeah, it, it's it's helped me uh, develop myself, but it, it it's allowed me to create uh, opportunities and um, a place to practice one to one with people. So I do private counseling. I do private supervision for um, big national uh, companies that, that work with frontline people that are homeless, that are vulnerable, and um, I do things with vocational rehabilitation, so rehabilitation with police officers, with veterans, with um, you know psychological and physical injuries, and. Um, yeah, I run, a, uh, I run a service, we've opened from 2016, uh, the org where people, where therapists and counselors and social workers and peer workers and uh, people that are in the helping community, um, they've got a, a free platform to list their business. And it, it um, I realized I'm a bit of a gadget junkie, so I thought that's my kind of escape from all the uh, trauma that's happening in the world and yeah we just created some systems to just kind of help mental health professionals that just want to do the work just want to do the good work and have a bit of uh, software obviously more more critical than ever uh, to have a piece of equipment that will work for them and and make them more available to community members that really struggle to to find people to reach out to yeah
0: yeah so you, when you said you you, you say you stumbled on it, or you, you, you just kind of fell onto it, in a sense, um, is, is, for me, there's, I always think that there's a, there's a reason why somebody wants to help. And why, what is it about you that wants to help others? I mean, is it something that you've, you've, you've always wanted to do, or is it, like you said, you, you have, um, you know, attachment issues or something? Was it, is that part of you wanting to help people, do you think?
1: Oh look! I think it's a big petri dish of mixed. It's a 31 flavors for those Americans listening. Um, Look, I think first and foremost, I mean, I probably it goes back to my my granddad, my uncle were uh, police officers in the U.S. and um, I didn't want to help anyone with a gun because. My, my father had taken his own life when I was two. Yeah. And um, obviously, I see what guns do, and there was no way I was going to be a police officer if, uh, you know, guns were just weren't. Not to say I haven't hunted and done other stuff, but I think um, probably when I knew it stuck the most, i lost a pretty good job uh, in two thousand maybe 2002 and I, I was just I was just on a hustle game just because you know people with daddy issues and all that kind of stuff Yeah, I was just trying to hustle and just uh, get as much as I could and um, yeah that uh, that was all gone one day and I went to um, yeah I went to a therapist and I went to the therapist initially to uh, try and get my job back because I got fired for a couple of a couple of issues causing half a million dollars damage to something and a couple of other things so um, the therapist uh, said to me you know what do you want to do and I was you know my money my mind was I want to make money and just you know do whatever I want which a lot of that's you know for the blokes out there that's a very I'm sure it's something that they can relate to because uh, the capitalist driven environment yeah Versus the crisis we're doing now, but uh, look, long and short of it is, um, she asked me a couple questions, and she hoped like I, I had free counseling. I was very lucky that the therapist said, um, "Just come and see me," and she didn't have to do that. And um, she said, "Don't be a counselor," and I said, "Okay." She said, "Be a social worker, um, and if it doesn't work out, come back to me." So we still, I've still connect with her a yeah. long time but someone had reached out and, and done a solid for me and I didn't realize it obviously till later that um, the gravity of, of a professional that was running a private practice that had to keep the doors open um, you know saw me who I was and and probably you know changed my life forever so that's one of many 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 stories I guess of, of people that um have been helpers to me and people that I can remember and people I take along with me on my journey is. Yeah. So, yeah, just people showing the love.
0: So, so it was not long after that, then, then that's when you're basically saying, then that's kind of, that was almost like a, maybe one of many, probably that was probably the the main light bulb moment, um, for you kind of, like you said, turn your, turn your life, turn your life around or I say change your life. Um, so from there you just just went did you just say, say I'm gonna go straight into this, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I can do with this and see where this takes me?
1: Well, she said to me she said to me, here's what you do, and I'm a very I'm a very like it's something's gonna be done or something's not gonna be done. That's just I'm just stubborn like that or persistent, whatever you wanna call it. Yeah. Um, she said to me, Well, go get your master's degree in social work i didn't have look i I graduated high school and that was it that was a wrap i didn't have anyone with a tertiary education in my family at all um i was the first one to get a bachelor's degree first one to get a master's degree from pretty much some pretty dire circumstances at times and um so I i hadn't been to school i hadn't been to school in five years like i'd worked for five years worked at a coal refinery and um you know I'm a grid of the earth kind of guy and yeah. and she said go get your master's degree so I went into um, I'm not sure what they call it where you were at but you know associate's degree or yeah, yeah. In, in Australia they call it go to college yeah you yeah. go to college and you know, get that pathway stuff to get you into a, a tertiary education institution and um, <laughs> yeah. she said go get a master's degree and I I told my I told my Uh, associate's degree professor the head of the department when I met him I said you need to get me to a master's degree as soon as possible (laughs) and he laughed at me I hadn't done a course yet I still talk to him as well I hadn't done a course yet we're not one unit he says well let's just get you through the first couple subjects (laughs) and I said said, no 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 you're not understanding (laughs) right now (laughs) (laughs) exactly Exactly. A shout out to shout out to Bill Ricketts, all uh, uh, over Iowa Western Community College. Man, <laughs> another another life changer another life changer, A great man. Yeah. Great man.
0: Yeah. So um, so after after that, you got you the, you got your masters, and did you did you was you did you work at the same time, or was you yeah you know, was you doing social work at the same time, or did you just after that you just literally kind of threw yourself into it.
1: Oh, look, um, look, I've, um, uh, like everyone, I was doing, you know, pretty any, any, any job I could, uh, when I started, you know, I, I had a pretty big fall from where I was financially. So obviously I lost my house, lost my car, lost my job, lost, you know, some stuff and it's pretty bleak and I got into study and, um, yeah, I look at the shack up with mates, you know, working, you know, selling pizzas and, um, you know begging for food at the back of uh fast food restaurants near my house so i could have some food and um and just kind of make make ends meet you know work you know work every hustle i could to feed myself and get through my studies you know stacking up stacking up blokes in a Studio apartment. Three, we had three blokes in a studio apartment, and mm-hmm. uh, just all three trying to trying to eat and trying <laughs> to get better. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, 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 you know, it sounds like a you know when you look back. When you, I'm look I'm thinking about it now. Every time you, you say something, I actually picture the things that you're saying. I um you know it's, it sounds like a you know very you know it's like it's like one of those sort of almost like not you know, I can't say comeback story or anything, but it's almost like you said you fell from Greece and then you you've and I think that's where I'm heading for that kind of thing where you've you've kind of done all that and you're 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 now finding would you say you're you're you, this is your purpose to to help others
1: um to, to be honest um and I think for people you know the more I learn about trauma-informed care and trauma and the black cloud I'm sure people out there that have had trauma in their life had that black cloud chasing them waiting for it to just come over and storm all over them yeah um uh look that black cloud's still there um but I can say that um I think I realized uh, whether uh, calling or not calling I think I think when I realized I had to outrun it um and the outrunning it couldn't be with a drink it couldn't be with a drug it couldn't be with a party um i realized that um, it had to be the more the more i was learning during during my studies you know this kid, 17 years old he was a behavioral school and i said to him i remember this um council bluff so I remember this kid forever they called it a behavioral school and these kids were amped like amped not not drug wise just amped emotionally like you step on a toe and they want to punch you in the face during a yeah. basketball game I mean, yeah. it, was, it was hot, hot. Yeah. anyway you know I showed this I showed this kid how to how to shoot a hoop and his face went all red and I thought oh no here we go this guy's gonna lose his mind yeah he shot this basket and um uh, he said to me, "That's the first basket I ever made in my life," and I was just like, "What?" It was just, and I think the more the the more I was able to get ahead of that black cloud by helping others, um, I, I, I didn't realize I didn't realize for a while. It took me a good solid seven, eight, ten years to yeah. realize I didn't have to outrun the black cloud. But the more good I put out, the more good energy I put out. Um, I just I just kept getting more tools to do better things—not better things, but do more things for other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. and and the black cloud got quieter. I guess.
0: Yeah, and I know what you mean when you say you, when you say better things, because it is actually. I mean, you kind of corrected it, but it is because what happens is you, as you know, is once you. I don't think it's cliche at all, but once you start putting, um, good energy out there, um, there's there's this thing about energy, good energy coming back and that energy kind of, kind of come in different ways. Um, whether it's, you know, whether it's, you know, tools to, to, for survival or whatever it may be, um, or help others that those things come back. So did you, so did you start your own practice or was it a case of you just, um, you know, help, you know um, kind of working with others to, to come up with a practice?
1: Uh, look, um, I was um, the, the first kind of, I cut my teeth uh, in Omaha. Shout out to Fred Ross um, up there in Omaha. And I was the only white kid. The only white guy I was young I was still young I didn't know what I, was, I had a general idea what I was doing but I was the only white guy in a very dominant African American neighborhood where it was you know homicide rates were through the roof like in you know, a 20 and 30 days like it was pretty it was a pretty bad area and um, I, I remember thinking I remember like learning about one that reverse racism Um, stuff and I remember being I remember thinking to myself there's not a lot of white people that have that experience
0: yeah
1: and there's there's not a and I think I I think it was was good energy or not I remember you know these kids were you know they couldn't go back to regular school I had to you know we had to help them um, make sure that they could get on with stuff but I was taking kids Kids home around police tape and whatever whatever but what i realized was one of the kids foster kids you know um that i worked with you know i said oh man we gotta leave we gotta i, I had to change jobs i was changing jobs for another reason and and he said to me obviously african-american kid he said to me um is is the next worker gonna be black <laughs> I looked at my arms you know summertime I looked at my arms and I said what are you talking about? I said I said that didn't really matter to me and he said no no he says you're not white <laughs> and I remember and he said that I, I remember the kid the rest of my life but he he said that to me and he was dead I mean this is a kid this is a kid to tell you the the, the damage that it had this kid's mom was a was a street worker um all f- he had three other siblings, and our job took two people to be with these four kids to, to retain some sort of family relationship with him. And at the jump, like the very first time, the, the session lasted 15 minutes, and this kid that said these comments to me pulled his belt off to beat his younger brother while we're in the session. <sighs> and I remember, I remember thinking you know how much had happened I mean we got him up to lots of time together you know we had a really good time but I remember it. So that kid with that stuff in his body that's just needed to get out somewhere not to say I'm not condoning violence and I'm not condoning that you know um, there's always a different way but like that kid taught me beyond uh, patience that I'd ever seen you know and um and for them to have because it's just a learning like to be honest like that kid shooting the hoop or this kid you know these people that are in very very difficult situations yeah they just taught me a lot about who you gotta be when you're with them just be genuine and and give a shit and it's gonna be okay um so you know it's um whether it's tools and giving out positive energy I mean look there's other there's other other countries that you know I know in Japan you know there's uh, the whether it's an urban myth or not paying it forward or whatever whatever um, you know you give someone somebody five dollars and it comes back to you tenfold and I remember learning about that later after I was always I was already chasing that black cloud away by doing good deeds and being a good human being because I hadn't really been that great of a human being before and um, and that's a hard thing for a guy. I think I think um, had to explain myself about, you know, yeah. blokes asking questions. What do you do that for, you know? And yeah, you
0: know. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's, um, and like you say, so uh, yeah. You know, I'm sure you've got um, many many incidents and many and many um, stories that you could you could um, bring up. So you now now you you're in you're in Australia I mean say now say 12 years ago mm-hmm. you bought you yep. have you have you you set foot there and this is what you wanted to do did you have you now cre- have you created something is it something that you've created or you've got involved with somebody to to, to you know what's the difference between um say social services in Australia and say USA um, because everybody, you know, we can say that humans are the same and all this, but sometimes in, you know, things can differ from one country to another. What's, what are the, what are the, um, what are the differences or is it, is it, is the
1: similarities? Uh, look, I've, I've worked with people from the UK and I've heard stories from, and, and the US and the sea in Australia, I think, I guess, uh You know, there there is a very similar thread on vulnerable people. There's a very similar thread on systemic racism. There's a very similar thread on, um, uh, you know, digital divide as far as removing people from information to make their lives better. Yeah. Um, And that's pretty consistent. Um, And I think there's a real, across the board, um, there's not those voices for the oppressed. And... Uh, yeah my setup I mean you asked the question about you know what I set up and perpetually trying to set up is just keep just keep pushing to get those voices and share stuff and and, um, just just making things available for people that similar to myself you know like I said I didn't have a degree I didn't have anyone in my family with a degree that studied Um, I had dropouts but I, I, I there was no point of reference so I think I think across the board for those three Anglo dominated societies um, when people try to I guess change their stars um, and try to get out of their situation it's pretty much impossible for you unless you've got a good support system someone says hey like that counsellor that said hey let me help you or um, and, and yeah so you know the practice I built here not a not a coming of age story or whatever I think it's just um, it's me just accumulating all this knowledge from people who are teaching me how society is operating and thinking to myself well how do i how do I package that up to give it away to others as quick as I collect it um, uh, as far as social services go um so yeah, look I think community services look it's 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 different, but it's it's the same flavor. You know, people of color of are incarcerated more, they have their kids removed more, they have less to eat, they have, you know, lower nutrition. I mean that's that's pretty stock standard yeah. in the in the capitalist yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um and and I think the biggest reason for that is similar to you know some a couple of the other sh- other podcast um blokes that are removed from well maybe removed from their family moved from a father removed from whatever or they are they don't have access to information that means something so they might you know they might get the newspaper they might get you know a text from a mate or whatever yeah. but if that's not if that's not really solid information, if that's not information that they'll get a hug about, like, you know, they'll grab a mate and go, yeah, man, like, you know, that's the same my life, that kind of stuff. Then it's that, just that disconnect of knowledge and information. There's a really good book for, for listeners out there. It's called Bridges Out of Poverty. It's very similar to that kind of stuff. I think it's that they, there's different language in that Bridges Out of Poverty stuff they talk about people from lower income they have a concrete way of delivering a message um, where it's black and white it's like yeah mate you know and it's really down to earth working class conversations but the the systems that they have to navigate to go to that next level to, to get another level up um, is this language of negotiation which is not based on relationships and uh, i think that's where you know Yeah.
0: yeah
1: vulnerable people have relationships but and we say oh well why aren't they achieving right that's what the news says why aren't you achieving why aren't you achieving you're a man you're supposed to provide for your family you're a man you're supposed to do this and you realize very quickly that um if, if their life is not engineered around achievements, which is what middle to upper class people pursue, you got a car, you got a house, you got a degree, blah, blah, blah. But your life is engineered on relationships, on who can get you to send a link, who can help you have a feed, who can share some smokes with you. Um, you have a very big widening, and I think it's getting wider, uh, a disconnect between what's what's real what's perceived in the news and communities versus what these people really need what these you know particularly men you know the high rates of suicide and high rates of uh, mental health um, you know perfect example is all the awareness money that's been spent globally yeah but it's not actually it's not relationship money you know what i mean so it's just it's just pissing it down the drain there's no me- there's no measure of success that governments have to do with awareness money and that's why it's continuing to spiral they're not giving men an opportunity to have systems that build huggable hugs mates if you're out there plugs if you're out there give men a hug it's okay you'll let go um <laughs> you know they're not they're not giving
0: yeah
1: you know they're, they're not giving them that opportunity to make those kind of relationships you know pop-up groups and you know community groups which is getting getting better yeah but systems are, are just giving band-aid band-aid solutions yeah yeah
0: and you you mentioned a, a few times so you really When I'm listening to you, you're, 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 um, obviously you're helping people, but it's obviously this thing to do with, you mentioned capitalists, you mentioned it a few times and, um, and obviously I don't really want to go into the politics or whatever, but in terms of, so you're, you're basically really what's happening is that you're saying is that people aren't, aren't getting, people aren't getting, people aren't getting, um, information which needs which is which should be helping them to to make their way through life and in society yep um, yeah you know, that's really and, and that you say it's happening the world over Um, do you why do you see I know you mentioned that because because I, I look at things like charities and things like that and I think well is that money really going to the way it should or what what do you think needs to
1: happen well if you look at charities you know for listeners out there it's a very short book but you should read the book called Toxic Charity and how to reverse it and I think uh, I think you're right I think there's an element in the look you know, shout out to my everyone I've worked with in charitable organizations Um, I still do a bit of volunteer work and help and and know what they're up against um but you have to think when you're thinking about non-profit organizations faith-based organizations community organizations particularly the ones that have been around the longest the the real focus of toxic charity the book is you need to look not you that sounds like no 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 no
0: no no i'm just no just go for it (laughs) because no, i'm i'm, I'm no, no. I, I kind of explain i'm trying to when i say charities when i look at charities i'm talking i'm not talking about i was talking about these these um you know i'll tell you what happened i remember this 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 put this student knocking on the door and we get them often in in the uk they get one knocking on the door and and she, she says oh i can't remember what charity. it's some big one she says oh have you could you, you know, if you sign up and gave us a spiel and I said to her, do you know the person who's the the chairman of your charity? Do you know that person? And have you met that person before? Has that person ever... No, no, no. I says, well, if you've never met them before, how, do you know how much money that they're making in, in, in terms of what you're making and you're doing the, the, doing all this? And she kind of looked at me because what I, what I see is, I, I'm not talking about, you know, like you say, you know, communities, i are talking about these, these big, big, you call them, yeah, Makelon
1: International, yeah, yeah,
0: and and well, do, and they do have people who cheer people that sit on it and they're making thousands and thousands, so that's the reason why I kind of put it that way. I, I, you know, I wasn't knocking any people who are going, no, out no, there no, and doing, no. doing the um, doing you know, great well, work.
1: well, yeah, no, and no, I think, I think from what from what i've seen like i've worked i've worked for government i've worked for non-profit i've worked for private and to be honest there's not a lot of difference between all of them mm. but what i can see is because i've seen charities be more cutthroat than private industry and i've seen them the same so i, I think I, I would rather than ask the question on do they know the ceo i would say tell me Tell me the problem that that charity organization is solving, <laughs> and, and and I think, but 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 when you think about what they say they're solving, are they are they providing a reactionary service? Are they are they are they providing a crisis service? Um. And look, there there are good crisis services, I'm not bagging them, but what it says in that toxic charity book, and when you look at charities and what they're delivering is, and it says very clearly, and I believe this to the bone, is those charities, if they're treating a chronic issue, if they're treating a chronic issue, a long-term issue with a crisis intervention, it, active, it actively damages the fabrics of, of people that were helping um, and and if you think about that absolutely you need emergency rooms for people that are bleeding out you need emer- you need a uh, a Beyond Blue Lifeline Headspace wherever you are you know you need that 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 urgent call that band-aid but if you look at charities in what they're offering uh, a food bank for example is a perfect example you know we asked the food bank how they're lobbying government and how they're making making a way to reduce people from needing food bank yeah. now wouldn't that just be wouldn't that be an increase in your, in your, in your, in, your, in your in your pension payments or whatever and you see very quickly that a food bank and their operators not all of them, like just community kitchens that are taking, you know, frozen meals and whatever. But you see, is the purpose to continue to reinforce the institution, as in putting out fires versus preventing fires? I guess is, is probably a simpler way to put it. Yeah. But it's a chronic. It's a chronic, and you know, so it's asking a charity, what's your chronic? solution to this chronic problem of mental health, but you look at all the mental health providers, it's very much on the medical model, and the medical model says, here's your diagnosis, here's your pill, thank you very much, have a nice life, whereas a chronic intervention for mental illness that affects people for a long period of time needs a chronic intervention, which is always underfunded, which is always on a political cycle, or a funding cycle, or a, 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 a catchphrase cycle. Or you know, they go, "Oh, now it's single moms. Oh, now it's homeless kids. Now it's um, uh, pregnant, whatever. Now it's domestic violence." So it goes in this cycle of everything gets attention well why does it get attention because these institutions are like hey this one needs attention oh that other one. Oh, no no don't worry about that we'll find this one now Oh yeah, yeah. so yeah so it's you know it's 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 facing a lot i mean in, but institutions the bigger they get the more depersonalized they get that's just a natural phenomenon anyway yeah. so you're you're very much fighting and that's why we've kind of built the things we've built is knowing that these private Counselors with no jobs in rural and regional Australia, and, and, and some of the urban centres, is we've made we've made it that one they're not getting taken advantage of. Two, they're actually get, can make a good wicket to to help people to sustain themselves for the moment for their own selves. To just keep being a helper, rather than you know cutting you know cutting cost and you know cutting their teeth on you pay us this much when we know they already know. That they're losing out so yeah. you know all these charities well, and all these charities organizations is there you know what do they lobby government well we we provide the bottom dollar and the best service so they, they've actively uh aimed to reduce wages of workers to secure tender contracts so you've got underskilled workforce you've got people treating chronic solutions with crisis interventions yeah. and you've got a stressed workforce because no one uh, can sustain in those jobs with the wages can sustain. You know, yeah. So it's a hard it's a situation. Yeah, yeah it is. And so, I'm cheering you up already. I'm cheering you up already.
0: Yeah, have you seen have you seen an increase? I'm going to ask you. I'll ask you this question, and that's the next one. After you, t- t- but have you seen an increase or, since you, in your 12 years? Have you seen more people coming forward? Um, is it a sense of now we're in the age of no I call it the age of knowing do you feel that more people because there's group you know groups or you're there or maybe another group who people can get access to are you seeing more people coming for being kind of brave enough or having the courage to come forward I, th-
1: I, th- I think yeah I mean I guess it would depend on the area and the program I was working with yeah. um I think probably the bigger thing that's happening, I mean, in the States and Australia, is people don't, still don't pursue health until it's really bad situations. And, you know, we, the refuge kids, like I, I, I used to manage a refuge, and, um, you know, I'd tell these kids, oh man, you know, they're homeless. So they've got them in the refuge. Hey, you should go see your GP to get a mental health plan in Australia. You can do that in the States, you can't. It's like, no, no, you just you just can't get a counselor, sorry, buddy. Um, and you know, they'd already been with us a couple of weeks and you would go, Man, this stuff is this mental well being is so low that you cannot function and live in society. You can fracture relationships, drug use, blah blah, blah but now they're being you know they would go we take them into the doctor they'd trust us they'd build up that trust and you know like yeah 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 I trust you enough to to, to invest in myself and when they get to the GP they say oh uh, the psychologist is about a six to eight week wait so they've trusted in us to go and get some help yeah to, to take that punt um and it's just like uh when you know when someone wants to see you is really the message they're getting. So people might be coming forward, and I think that's probably leads to the backlog. Um, and I know really good psychologists and I know really good social workers that can help these people. But um, do I say people are coming forward more? I'd say it's probably the same, but um, the people the grapevine and community understanding of what's available is there's crisis stuff available and they're not going to go there until they can't breathe anymore they're not going to go there until it's it's them it's asking someone for help or dying first
0: yeah yeah um as i was, I was asking you as well because you you're in canberra and do you do you see um a lot of people from the Aboriginal community Uh,
1: look in in the ACT I've got some really I've I've met met and connected with some uh, indigenous uh, leaders in the community which I I love and I'm very grateful for Um, I think I mean mean, even serving the refuge and serving um, another program I was working in (laughs) Um, it was look. It's a mix. It's it's, it's it, it does have, it does have. Like I, you know, I, I do work with some people. The ones that I've worked with again, you know, these institutions are causing reputational damage for themselves and not being culturally, not only competent but, uh, you know, efficient. Like long game, efficient because. Yeah my understanding my understanding of of those communities and i think really across all communities but um these institutions led by the white fella um and institutions they chop and change so much that you know really it's worst case scenario and even when they come to access services there's a huge mistrust so is it safe or is it not safe so what are they going to come for they're going yeah. to come for yeah. a, qu- a quick one they're not going to come for a long a long game one unless you prove to them that you're going to be there a long time to be there to support them yeah. and and you know relationships and the, and the dreaming and, and you know the time that it takes to repair intergenerational trauma and that kind of stuff I mean it's 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 really up against it to be honest and that's why you know indigenous ind- indigenous suicide rates are through the roof you know right. yeah. um, especially young men um, in the northern territory there's been a, bo- a, 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 a like a lot and um, and it just speaks to what institutions are doing to people so you, you know you think about that yeah and you you put it across the current circumstance you know People are scared to go into these buildings, and the funders don't want to acknowledge that because if they acknowledge it, then it's real. And then once they acknowledge it, they realize that they have to do something about it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's, um, like I say, it's, it's, it's um, it's interesting in hearing from you because, like I say, I haven't spoken to on the podcast, I haven't had anyone from, from, you know, from Australia, you know, not from Australia, but from that side. Um, you can actually say you're Australian now because I can hear some of the I, I, can, of the hear, I can hear some of the twang <laughs> coming out and some of the, the euf- euphemisms, uh, <laughs> particularly some of the sporting um, um, connection. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're doing a brilliant uh, for me. You know, I'm saying you know, it sounds like you're doing a really good job there. And, and you spoke about you know we, you know we spoke before and you spoke about being positive and and being at the grassroots. And w- where do you see what would you like for the future and what where do you where, where do you see it going do you, do you do you in terms of the you know your positive outlook where would you like it to be i mean otherwise everybody was look like to be the world to be in a better place and we we talk about the capitalism side and at the moment that seems to be um with this thing going off the virus thing coming off it, I still think this there's, there's a range of capitalism in that but where do you see the the, the Future for you and in, in, in Australia or wherever.
1: Um, look, I've said many many moons ago that I really hope uh, I think we we could do ourselves a good service in the social work that needs to be done. As in, as a as a social entity, human beings, um, there's a lot of work that needs to be done with each other um, and narrow the focus of achievement and broaden the focus of relationship to maybe reclaim what's been lost for so long Um, I'm going to go on a stealth mission and uh, convert every single marketing and sales uh, degree to make them social workers and counselors and therapists and peer workers (laughs) because of. if they've they've got the hustle to as the same hustle as selling product that that same hustle can can would just be infectious it would just be infectious with each other um to, to just grow ourselves um personally um like I said, I'm not I'm not trying to outrun the black cloud anymore as far as uh, what's pushing me professionally and personally. Yeah. Um, but I'll say that all I have to do is watch no well, perfect thing. Like I watched the a uh, Chappelle thing last night.
0: Yeah.
1: And <laughs> one of the sayings in the Well, one of the sayings in the doco this is a doco about him getting an award and one of the things his mom said to him was you have to you have to be the lion until uh, you're able to be the lamb so I think you know personally professionally I'm still being a lion just being as loud as I can to uh, be available and share resources and just pretty much give give it every kind of breathing moment I can to, to make, you know, do my part in the social work TV that we started and just, just talking with people um, just being genuinely available for people and I think um, it's really going to take you know they're comparing all this depression and and everything that's going to happen from this compared to the great depression and how mental health was handled and blah, blah 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 and i think you know we've got a real big opportunity as a community global community yeah. to to really put ourselves in a position that we're, we're putting active social work in um not being a socialist not being in that just act actively yeah. You know um and, and look you know um as far as business wise like the help now group uh, has just been growing resources to add some virtual conferencing and that kind of thing so people um without any sustenance can get some therapy um hopefully you know even in the interim but for the long game um and Make it local, right? Like we've learned that local is really the only way to survive these days. Yeah. Um, if you don't have toilet paper, you, you, <laughs> you yeah. better go to your local. Yeah. If you got mates in the community, they can buy you a, a four pack. You know. Yeah. We're yeah. <laughs> laughing. are laughing. Yeah. So
0: I know. I know because I've, I've um some of the things I've witnessed is um yeah there's some of the things I've witnessed with you know talking about the toilet paper. Um, I saw. I did see a. You know, before this thing kicked off, I saw a um, uh, a video where some two women were fighting over, I think it was the last some like twenty four pack. And for me, that if it, if that was me, I'm not fighting you over the twenty four pack. You either keep it yourself, or I'll pay for it and I'll split it half with you. And that's that for me is is the simple equation. I'm not going to fight you for it. You, I'll pay for it and you can take the half. Um, so that's it for me really i well, yeah, you know, I like to say, you know, thank you for coming on and and um you definitely I'll say, you know, as much as you you know you don't want to say but you're definitely a lion that's roaring. Um and um you know it's 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 been fascinating listening to you and, and listening to what you you know what you've got to say. Can you tell you know, can you let people know about where they can find you? Um you know, what's you know, websites or anything like that? Social media?
1: Yeah probably yeah probably the easiest is just help now hashtag help now group um anyone types that all together in one hashtag will should be able to find me um we broadcast once a week on social work tv um through twitch and periscope just to uh get rid of the doom and gloom conversations
0: Um, uh,
1: but yeah help now group uh you can find me in a couple of different platforms um we've got a long-term cultural community ethics dot cc and that's um uh, really getting institutions to commit long-term 12 24 months to uh, making places safe for lgbtqia plus and indigenous and called communities cultural and linguistically diverse background people um migrants like myself to uh, yeah, just keep keep the information. So I mean look, anyone anyone can call me at any time. Um I'm awake trying to roar as much as I can. But uh business number is four oh six four nine zero five two five. Um and yeah, check out the helpnow.org, you know, happy to happy to have been on and and I think, you know, for listeners out there uh, they say the message the message you're hearing from big organizations saying if you need help ask for help we know that's not what you want we know it's who who can genuinely be there for me yeah. and i think you know how we make that more available for people is is going to be is going to be the proof in the pudding when this uh, virus stuff kind of calms down so yeah. Um,
0: Definitely, definitely. Thank you. Yeah, I'd like I say, thank you for coming on, and um, it's been brilliant listening to you. And you know, again, I'm, you know, I'd like to have you. It'd be nice to have you back on again to talk about you know different aspects of it, or you know, even if it's a ten minutes or fifteen or whatever it may be. Um,
1: oh, Andy, any time, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you reached out, and um, you know, uh, shout out to to everything you're doing. People need to be heard, and um, you know. Yeah. And everyone's dealing
0: with a lot, so. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. And like I say,
1: wow.
0: give this guy, you know, give this guy, a, you know, thumbs up. And if anybody's out there that needs needs help and you know needs a chat or whatever, you know, he's, he's giving you a number. And um, you know, thank you know, thank you for coming on. It's been it's been brilliant. And, and you know, like I say, it's been nice to get you back on again to talk about different different things.
1: Yeah, come, come around, mate. Come visit we we'll are <laughs> when the borders open
0: alright <laughs> right,
1: Andy thanks man I appreciate your time
0: thank you that was Bye-bye. Men Are Nuts speak to you soon bye bye